unto the church of God, which is at Corinth with all the saints which are in all Asia. And I thought about if Paul and Timothy went into the church and Paul bought one doctrine and, and, and Timothy bought another doctrine and what uh, the Word of God said and uh, Paul called him his own son and he said, I can't find nobody like-minded. So what's happening in our churches today, honey, I, I, there's two or three trying to bring different doctrines, glory to God, yeah. and people's minds are confused and uh, we're running here and we're running yonder trying to find the answer. We better back up and sit down in the Word of God and see what the Word of God says about it. I'm glad today, glory to God, as Paul and uh, Timothy went and, and some has to separate uh, when we can't stick with the same gospel. But And we all have a different opinion. We all understand a little bit different. But I understand one thing, honey. A sin ain't going to enter into the kingdom of God. God does not save sin. Hello? God does not save sin. God forgives sin and pulls us out of sin, sanctifies and cleans up our body, amen, and gives us the Holy Ghost that we might walk where God would have us to walk. Uh, we're preaching on comforter in case I didn't tell you. Amen. But grace be unto you and peace from God our Father and from the Lord Jesus Christ. Third verse he said, And blessed be the God, even the Father of our Lord Jesus Christ, the Father of mercy and the God of all comfort. That's what God has laid on my heart today, the God of all comfort, amen. And we're looking for everything else to find peace. And I thought about the drug addicts and all that I've talked to. Uh, we're looking for some, uh, something else uh, to comfort our bodies. And I talked to a boy this week that he, he got a scholarship uh, to play ball for the angels. And, and he's a blessing to me. I guess I talked to him 30 minutes. Uh, he got a scholarship, amen, to play for, for the angels. And the ball was so great in his life. And mama pushed him and dad. He pushed him, and he done all of these things. Bill, don't you preach against ball playing. I'll preach against what God gives me to preach against. And this old boy told me he got a scholarship, and he got up there, and he got to drinking, and he got into the wrong crowd, and he got with the wrong things because he was looked on. Look at me. I've made it to the big leagues. I've made it into the college. Look at me. I, I too many of us, honey. That's why the Bible said it's, it's easier for a camel to go through the eye of a needle than a rich man to enter into the kingdom of heaven. Uh, we think we've got everything down and handle everything our way. Education has ruined America, church. Can I tell you today, uh, we've quit leaning on God and we're leaning to our own understanding. Uh, only God can give us the answer. Uh, and the boy told me, and he, he finally, uh, he come back home, he just give up on his ball playing. Things were so hard. And, and it's not easy to make a ball player. Uh, you've got to stick in there every day. You've got to uh, want it from the bottom of your heart. Mama can't push you and daddy can't push you. You've got to want it. Listen to me. Uh, to be a Christian today, bless God, you've got to want it. Uh, the preacher can't push you. The teacher can't teach you. Uh, honey, you've got to want salvation uh, uh, down deep in your soul. And you want to desire uh, to help somebody else along the way. I'm talking about glory to God. Uh, God uh, that of all comfort. Uh, uh, when you get a, a chance to help somebody else, have uh, the comfort of God. Uh, comes into us and I thought uh, glory to God uh, Terry and Michelle uh, I have needed comfort from all of us uh, uh, as this tragedy has happened in their life they've needed comfort from all of us but it's all of us in shape to give comfort amen if we ain't careful we'll come along and give little smart attic remarks 
Amen. When trouble comes, or, or you deserve this, and we won't say it that way, uh, but this is what you deserve. Amen. When trouble comes to your house, a real church of God pulls together. I'm talking about a real people like Paul and Timothy when they come to the church of God to tell the truth, honey. Uh, I'm going to tell you today, we've got too many gods. Uh, uh, Butch is talking about the little gods and the big God. Amen. Uh, there ain't but one big G God. One big G God. And there's many little G God that's out there uh, to drag you down a path, amen, uh, that you can't think, you can't make it, and you can't go, glory to God, and you throw in the towel and give up. But the big God is there to comfort us, uh, uh, to take care of us in time of trouble, uh, uh, when the storms come, and laying in bed this morning, and I thought about how Satan uh, is building a wall between families. I've talked to like uh, three, four families maybe this week that uh, trouble has come into the family, uh, and how can we run off and be what God wants us to be? Amen. And how can I worship God in spirit and in truth if I'm mad at Butch? How can I worship God if me and Butch has had a falling out? Amen. And I'm going to hinder the church for me and in Mount Vernon Church. And me and Butch can't get along. And I think I can run over yonder, amen, and solve my problem. I'm going to tell you the devil has given us a deceitful uh, insight, glory to God, of what's going on. All we're doing is running from reality. Uh, we need to come back and fight the battle. I'm glad, glory to God, that Jesus didn't run away, amen. When he went to the cross, he didn't back down. He seen the sins of Bill and the sins of him and the sins of him. And he didn't hold all against nobody. Uh, he he said, Father, forgive them because they don't know what to do. Uh, can I tell you today, those that are coming against the children of God and you that are coming against me in church, you don't really know what you're doing. Uh, when you try to shut me down, amen, you're trying to tear down the work of Almighty God. It's time that we lift up the work of God, that we lift up the church higher than it's. The church has got problems. God knows the church had problems. Jesus Christ knows the church had problems. That's why he sent the comforter glory to God. Uh, to speak to our horse and that's why he pulled the church together amen that we might come together to help one another uh, when we're broken and when we're down and when death comes uh, when troubles comes it seems like we can't make it I'm glad God set the church aside listen to me church you'll never know how many times uh, you've prayed me through a valley uh, amen prayed me back up on the mountaintop I give God praise and glory for the church uh, that God sent us to the church uh, that that in a hypocritical church uh, uh, ain't one that wants to tear down but it's one that wants to build up it's one that wants to tell the truth uh, not play games with sin uh, uh, bless God a gay can't enter into heaven he must be born again and a drunk can't enter into heaven he must be born again and if he's been born again and goes back to it he'll die and go to hell amen that's the word of God honey uh, uh, too many times today we've played games with the word of God and we want to say it's all right so people will look up to us. Amen. Amen. I don't even know that you can get right and, I mean, stay right and be mad at me. You may not like me. I don't believe you can be mad at me and go to heaven. Amen. I'm under, under the call of God. Under the anointing of God. I thought this morning, and the devil beat me to death this week. I thought this morning I need to throw in the towel and I just let them have it. And I thought, why well, I might hang around and be a comfort to Andy. Amen. And who knows that Annette won't need me. 
Mother, you can't say that you won't need me. Sister, you can't say sometimes that you won't need me. I'd like to tell you something else. If I throw in the towel, I can't say that I won't need you. I can't say that I've learned so much and I've got so big that I'm going to have it my way. I'm going to go on and do my way. There's too many today throw it in the towel. Glory to God. We need to keep our place. That would be a message in itself. Amen. Amen. Glory to God. I thought about Paul and Timothy there. They set out on the same goal for the same mission, and they went to Corinth to tell the same thing. Amen. Glory to God. Hallelujah. He said, Who comforteth. I want us to get these next three or four verses. If I have to read them five times, I will. He said, Who comforteth us in all of our tribulation. This is the God of all comfort. And he said, Who comforteth us in all our tribulation that we may be able to comfort them which are in any trouble by the comfort wherewith we ourselves are comforted of God. <laughs> I tell you what, honey, you can read that a few times there. Yeah, Y'all don't have to look at me. Just look down at that and read it a few times. Read it a few times. We're trying to comfort people, and we ain't got the comfort of God ourselves. We're trying to preach, we're trying to preach the gospel and never been called of God. Amen. We've been sent to school, amen, and ain't got the call of God on our life. If I ain't got the comforter, neighbor, can I tell you, I'll not have a burden for my church. I'll be a hireling. It won't matter to me what you do. It breaks my heart when they get mad at me, when they'd rather play ball than be in church. They can run to the church across the road or the one up the road. Amen. It breaks my heart when they get mad at daddy and mama. And say, I'll go somewhere else and serve God. I'm going to tell you, if you ain't in your place, you ain't serving God. All you're doing is filling up space. When we get in the will of God, in the place that God sent us, not to the church of your choice, but the church of God's choice, where God wants us to come together. Honey, and then be comforted by the comfort wherewith we are comforted. Well, glory to God. That sounds to me like church, honey. You know why the church is not shouting and glory, glorifying God anymore? We ain't got enough comfort for ourselves to comfort our neighbor that's down. When we begin to comfort our neighbor that's down, glory. Glory to God. The comfort of Almighty God will grow in us and we'll begin to shout again. And we'll begin to have the victory again. Well, glory to God, what God has done for us, church. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Praise the name of Jesus. Praise the name of Jesus. I like it. And it's food for your soul. Woo. Let me read that. The God of all comfort, who comforteth us in all our tribulation. He said, in part of your tribulation? He said, in all your tribulation. That we may be able to comfort them which are in any trouble. Is anybody in any trouble? I'm going to tell you, when that couple, part of the youngest come to the altar a while ago, man, this message just bubbled in my soul. They don't come to the altar for any trouble. 
or got something that's burdening our heart or somebody's lost. Who's got somebody lost in their life? Amen. Amen. I got somebody lost in my life. I got a boy just five or six times in prison. He said, I'm done. He said, I've learned some things. He said some things, and he's told me some things. He said, I didn't realize what I was doing. And he's supposed to come home in August. If the comforter ain't in him, I can't comfort him. But if he's got the comforter and he gets down, I can comfort him. If I'll stay in the will of God. You can't, you can't make a horse drink that won't drink. You can lead him to water. I can't make you shout. But I can tell you it's fun to shout once in a while. Sis, I'm glad. Glory to God. Just a beggar on the street. I'm going to tell you, I wasn't on Main Street in Mount Airy, but I was around that commode. <laughs> and I began to beg <laughs> and to cry out, God, this old boy needs help. I, I, need, I can't put my family back together. I can't seemingly, I cannot quit alcohol. Never done drugs in my life. Drank enough white liquor at my age to sink a battleship. Carried it everywhere I went. That's Janet. She said, can't you go nowhere without carrying your bottle? Nowhere. Well, let me tell you something else. <laughs> Is there any place I need to go today that I don't carry my word? <laughs> said, look what the deliverer, the comfort, the God of all comfort has done for me. Can I show you there in Romans 10, the glory to God, what the Lord will do for you. How he will save your soul. If we'll just ask him, he'll save our soul. He'll keep us. You say, preacher, you're supposed to be stirred up. You are too. Amen. 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 We're supposed to be stirred up Amen. today. The Lord has done something Amen. for us. Right, you that know me know I'll testify whether they like it or whether they don't. Amen. You, you all that know me, I'll pray in Walmart whether they like it or whether they don't. Amen. I'll pray wherever God says pray. I prayed when the state said I couldn't pray. Phil, I prayed anyhow because God said I could pray. God said I could pray. But too many times we don't pick up the word. I'm not an idiot and I'm not out to try to tear somebody down or their beliefs down. But I ain't, I'm one that ain't intending to be beat down either. If God gives it to me, I'm going to try to bring it out. I'm going to read that verse again. I kind of like that. And he said, who comforted us in all of our tribulation that we may be able to comfort them which are in any trouble. Can I tell you, there's nothing Satan enjoys no more than to shoot a wedge between Shannon. I done forgot your name. I bet it's Annette. Yeah. <laughs> and separate them. He goes off to work mad, and she won't talk to him. She grabs up her dog. You're the sweetest thing I know of. <laughs> Shannon went out and got a cat, too. Who said that? Amen. And Shannon go out the door with his heart broke. There's a wedge drove there. It's hard to pray through with a broken heart. I know, church. I remember my nerves, and I got so far down. When, when several weeks and we didn't know where ours was at. And I remember my boss man, Wendell Whitaker, 
And he'd try to comfort me, but he didn't have enough comfort in himself to comfort me. Amen? He's gone now. But let me tell you how it was. He started telling me where I need to go, what I need to do on that job, how to fix that, and I'd just break down in tears. I thought, I can't handle no more. I'm going to tell you, this message ain't just come overnight. It's over the years that God has built this message up, and he's the God of all comfort. Honey, I've been down. I've been till I didn't know which way to go. I've been till I just about didn't have no feelings. I couldn't get a prayer through to God. I couldn't get an answer. I didn't know what to do. But I knew one thing I couldn't do, and that was stay out of church. Amen. I can't stay out of church. Today, I can't stay out of church. I need you people. There's enough of you here to comfort me and get me through this message. Hallelujah. Praise the name of Jesus. Praise the name of Jesus. I will go on. Okay. For as the suffering of Christ abound in us, look at this, the suffering of Christ abound or it shows in us. Does the suffering of Christ show in us? Well, I'm afraid to testify to my family. My family is the hardest people, and my family is the hardest people. They know your life. They know you ever mistake. They're hard to talk to, but they don't say you can't. Amen. We need to tell them. We need to tell them about Jesus. For in the suffering of Christ abound in us, so our consolation also aboundeth by Christ. Or a consolation ain't nothing but comfort. There's consolation in Christ. What do you preach? Wednesday night, there's no condemnation to them that are in Christ Jesus. No condemnation. So if we go with a testimony on our heart with no condemnation, amen, and we go with consolation and comfort of Almighty God, amen, don't tell me you can't testify. Don't tell me. I've took zero many times in school. I failed and they passed me anyhow because they didn't want me another year. I'm telling you the truth. Amen. But glory to God, God give me something to talk about. 1968, I got saved. I don't know if I all heard that or not. I got saved in 1968. Amen. Amen. Got something to talk about. And he said, For as the suffering of Christ aboundeth in us, so our consolation also aboundeth by Christ. And whether we be afflicted, it is for your consolation. What's Paul saying there? Are you willing to be afflicted as Paul was for the consolation of the church of Corinth or for the church of Mount Vernon? Are you willing to suffer persecution for the church of Mount Vernon? Am I willing to suffer persecution for the church of Mount Vernon? I've suffered some, a little, for the church of Mount Vernon. We've been talked about. I've got some sweet phone calls. Amen. <laughs> got a CD back from a Sparta radio station several years ago. And I had offended a queer. <laughs> I just offended a gay man. <laughs> and he said, all this is, all you want to do is preach on this. And he put my CD out in the, in the box. Amen. All you want to preach on, preacher Bill's ball game. <laughs> if you get mad at Bill, you must not be right. He said, remember the Sabbath day and keep it holy. It ain't holy if I'm mad at you. 
It ain't holy if I come against you. I thought, I thought, my Lord and my God, if ball's so important, why don't we take Monday off from school and do it? Hello? I'm going to preach it so I make all them ball players mad. And I'm going to say again, <laughs> hey man, if you can stand the crowd at a buffet bar, bless God, you can stand church. Hello? I'll go back and rub their sores. I'm here to comfort you, and I'm going to tell you the only way to comfort you is you get right with God. Amen. The only way you're going to get right with God if I tell the truth. Amen. He said, how can you hear without a preacher? That's what the Word of God says. The preached Word of God will get to us. It'll eat down into our soul. We've heard testimonies this morning from two or three different ones that when we come to church, it seemed like we're just talking about them. I've been one of them that said unto them big-eyed preachers, amen, a glory to God that knowed every move I'd made and talked about everything I'd done and seemed to me like tried to cut me down to nothing and I didn't realize that the Holy Spirit of God trying to make something out of me. I'm glad. You take an old apple tree, if you never prune it, it'll never amount to nothing. Y'all know that. You prune that thing, even flowers, you keep them pruned at the right time and do them just right. I talked to a lady, I was working on the road, and I couldn't even tell you where it's at, but she had the prettiest rose garden, big as this half of the church. And I went, I said, I need you to tell me something about my roses. I said, my roses ain't doing like your roses. She said, you got to love them, you got to be in them every day, and certain, certain things you got to trim and cut this off and fix that and water them at the right time, fertilize them at the right time. I thought, well, my roses can just go ahead and die. I ain't got time. <laughs> I just ain't got time. But it was beautiful. Amen. If I need to look at roses, I'll go by her house. I forgot where it's at. <laughs> Amen. But think about how much work it takes into anything <coughs> if you get anything out of it. We worked on our house, building our house. We started it in 80, tried to do it all on our own and save as much money as we could. Finally moved in in 1982. But if I'd have quit right before I got the roof on, it'd have been rotted down by now. Yeah. We can't quit. We got to go on, church. We've got to go on. <clears throat> Sixth verse, and whether we be afflicted, it is for your consolation and salvation, which is effectual in the enduring of the same suffering which we also suffer, or whether we be comforted, it is for your consolation and salvation. So many, many places, and Paul says in, in I believe in Philippi, was one of the churches that he said, when no other church helped me along the way, you sent to my necessity. And one of the necessities that was you told us, somebody told us and you got word to us that the church was doing good. Paul had a burden for the church. Why did he write all these letters to the church? God called him to start with, but Paul had a burden, amen, for the church. The Bible plainly said right there that he was uh, an apostle. That's an, a messenger, amen. He said that in the first verse. He was a messenger to the churches and to go out and to plant churches and to start a church. And we've had some come out from our church and went out and as pastor and somewhere else in the church. And I praise God for it. And I talked to a fellow a while back. He's dead now, but I talked to him a couple, three years ago, amen. We've never had a pastor called out of our church. Never had a pastor called out of our church. 
So what are we doing? We're tying people down. I'm glad. I hate to lose them, but I'm glad when they can show their comfort and take their comfort to somebody else. Do we have enough comfort or do we have enough caring to help somebody else in our church? Amen. I believe we need to help our church before we go out and try to help something else. Come on, church, there's too many people, glory to God, letting things go at home and they're doing, going out and doing something for somebody else to build a name for themselves. We need to keep our church, glory to God, keep it under subjection to God. And whether it be afflicted, it is your consolation and salvation, which is effectual in the enduring of the same suffering which we also suffer, or whether we be comforted, it is for your consolation and salvation. So he says there that we are going to suffer just exactly like they suffered. I praise God that we ain't suffered like Paul did. Amen. Amen. We, we've. <clears throat> I can't thank God enough, and it's really just hit me after 54 years how I need to be thankful I'm not under the law, that I couldn't make it under the law of Moses. I'd have done been killed if I'd have been under the law of Moses. I'd have done been wiped out. But under the grace of God, we don't need to take advantage of the grace of God. We need to take the grace of God and use every bit that He's given us. By, by faith, by grace, through faith, you say that, not of yourself. It's the gift of God. We've never saved nobody. We've never saved nobody. And our hope of you is steadfast, knowing that as ye are partakers of the suffering, so shall ye be also of the consolation. If we're partakers of Paul's suffering and Christ's suffering, then he said we'll also be partakers of the consolation of Christ. Shall be also of the consolation of Christ or the comfort of Christ. Let me read. Let me read one more verse. For we would not, brethren, have you ignorant of our trouble which came to us in Asia, that we were pressed out of measure above strength, insomuch that we departed, despaired even of life. So Paul thought he was dead. He thought, he thought there just ain't no way that we can go on. I need to turn over there to Acts. Nineteen. And at the same time, Acts 19, 23. And at the same time, there arose no small stir about that way, the way of Christ. For a certain man named Demetrius, a silversmith, which made silver shrine for Diana, brought no small gain unto the craftsmen when he called together with the workmen of like occupation and said, Sirs, we know that by this craft we have our wealth. And we'll go, I'll leave, let me go to 20 and I'll hush. And after the uproar was ceased, Paul called unto him the disciples and embraced them. He hugged them up and departed for to go unto Macedonia. So he escaped this, but Demetrius went out to all the silversmiths and those that were making uh, uh, statues to the goddess Diana, and he called them all together, and they come against Paul, and we'll kill this man. Honey, this is no different today. Listen to what I'm telling you. Today there's a group out there that's trying to stop the Word of God. 
There's a group out there trying to stop the King James Version of God's Word. There's a group out there that's defined the Holy Word of God and says we can abort children, we can, we can be gay, man can marry man. Amen. And, and somebody told me there, and, uh, I forgot what the name of that program is. What was that, Janet? You told me. You might have been told me. Yeah, the bachelor and the bachelorette, which is abomination to start with, and now they say they're going to have two women so they can put it all together. What is it teaching our children? It's implanting that in our mind. If we ain't careful, like some of the prettiest women on that I've ever seen. You say, do you watch it, Bill? I've turned it on. And then they go lay with a man they don't know, and they back it all on, and they... Uh, it's sponsored by joy, and then we go, <laughs> then we go by joy to wash our dishes. Think about it. There's a knob on there. Thank God there's a button. You don't have to get out of your chair. Just mash it. <laughs> Amen. Shut it off. Amen. I'd like to withdraw all them buttons that you got that you just shut me off by. Could I withdraw them? Get them in a bucket. <laughs> We'll have a bucket burning. We'll burn all them cutoffs. Cutoffs. <laughs> hey, man, let me go over here. I need to read some in John. John 14. I'm going to read it quite fast. John 14. And the 16th verse. And he said, I will pray the Father, and he shall give you another comforter, that ye may abide with you forever. Abide with you forever. They stipulation on abide with you forever. That is, if we want it. We've got to have the Word of God. We've got to live by it. Even the Spirit of truth, whom the world cannot receive. See what I'm saying? The Spirit of truth, whom the world cannot receive, because it seeth him not, neither knoweth him, but ye know him, for he dwelleth with you and shall be in you. So the Comforter, the Holy Ghost, he said, If I go away, I'll send you the Comforter. And we as Christians know that he dwells in us. But we know, as Christians, we know that he said, I will not dwell in an unclean temple. He said, I'll move out. We can go through and sweep and garnish our house and find everything cleaned out. And the Bible said there's seven devils comes back. Makes you seven times worse than you was to start with. How many have we seen do that? How many have we seen that tried to straighten up a little bit? How many have we seen that tried to preach a little, tried to do this and tried to do that? Honey, I'm going to tell you, you can't override the Word of God, amen, and get anything done. There's some stipulation in the Word of God, whether I like it or whether you like it. It's in there. I will not leave you comfortless. I will come yet a little while, and the world seeth me no more. But ye shall see me, because I live, ye shall live also. So what Christ is saying, we can see through the Spirit. I've, I've seen Christ here this morning. I seen, I seen Christ because he lives in you. And, and as you sing and as you praise the Lord, as you, as you pray and as tears come down, as tears comes down, as we get something from God. 
I praise God for it. I don't know what about you all, but I don't cry like I used to. I don't know what it is if I'm drying up or I ain't got no sap. I don't know. But yesterday, the old tears rolled. I laid down on the altar for a good while. There's so much, so much need, and the tears begin to cry. Some of them of joy and some of them of a broken heart. But the tears begin to flow, and I praise God for it. If I don't never cry a tear, he can't wipe them away. Amen. So I, I need to cry a tear every now and then. And that day we shall know that I am in thy Father, and ye in me, and I in you. Get that 20th verse. And that day ye shall know that I am in the Father, and ye in me, and I in you. Honey, when the Muslims started trying to set up in America, and they have already and done it, we have, we have given place, amen, because they're serving a God. Because they're serving a God. But I'm going to tell you something. They're serving a little G God. They're not serving to God because they don't have Jesus. Amen. If they don't, they don't have Jesus, if they don't have Jesus, he's the one who went away and said, I'll leave the comforter and I'll talk to my father about sending it back to you. And he said, it'll be inside of you. So they're not right with God. But we're afraid in America to say anything about it. They're killing all over, all over. Christians all over the country are being killed and shut down from preaching the word. He that hath my commandments and keepeth them, he it is that loveth me, and he that loveth me shall be loved of my Father, and I will love him, and I will manifest myself to him. Jesus said unto him, Not Issachar, Lord, how is it that thou shalt manifest thyself unto us and not unto the world? Some of us are asking that same question. And Jesus answered and said unto him, If a man love me, he will keep my words. And my Father will love him, and he will come unto him and make our abode with him. He that loveth me not keepeth not my sayings, and the word, word which ye hear is not mine, but the Father which sent me. These things have I spoken unto you, being yet present with you. But he said in the 26th verse, But the Comforter, which is the Holy Ghost, whom the Father will send in my name, he shall teach you all things, and bring all things to your remembrance, whatsoever I have said unto you. So if we forget, and I've heard the brothers uh, speak about it, and the things just come to remembrance at the time, but somewhere we've heard them. He said, I'll bring them to your remembrance, and I'll, I'll, I'll put them in your heart. And he said, Peace I leave with you, my peace I give unto you, not as the world giveth, give I unto you. Let not your heart be troubled, neither let it be afraid. The Lord, I'm preaching about the God of peace, the God of, of all comfort, the God that takes care of our every need. In the 15th verse, 26 and 27, And when the Comforter is come, whom I will send unto you from the Father, even the Spirit of truth, which proceedeth from the Father, he shall testify of me. And you, there the Father's going to testify. The Comforter's going to testify. Did you testify of me, Jesus? And ye also shall bear witness, because I have been with, because ye have been with me from the beginning. That's that's the word of God. That ain't what I think about it. That is the word of God. Let me find. I got just another place or two I've got to read. Ecclesiastes. Let me get to it. Ecclesiastes. One verse in Ecclesiastes. I know this is under the law, but Solomon, the Bible said, was one of the smartest men that ever has been or ever will be, more knowledgeable. 
And Solomon wrote this down. He'd seen some things. In Ecclesiastes 4 and 1, Solomon said, So I returned and considered all the oppressions that are done under the sun, and behold the tears of such as were oppressed, the tears of those that were oppressed, and he said, and they had no comforter. They had no comforter. Why is the world like it is today? Why did, why did we look on the front row in a funeral and see tears running down because they had no comforter? Why do we see people at, at a funeral that wouldn't cry at anything else because they have no comforter? And I cry at a, at a funeral once in a while. Sometimes I cry for the people. Sometimes I cry for the broken heart. But I have a comforter. Here the Bible said, and they have no comforter. And on the side of their oppressors, there was power. He said, on, on the side of their enemy, on the, the, the hand of the oppressor, but on the side of the enemy, the one that oppresses you, he said there was power in the oppressor, but they had no comforter. They had no comforter. Neighbors, that's sad. That's a heartbreaker when we ain't got no comforter. It breaks you down to nothing. Philippians 2, 1 and 4, and I'll quit. Don't you push that off button yet. Don't even push a pause button. Amen. Let's finish this. I promise you, it's the last place I'll read. Philippians 2. If there be therefore any consolation or comfort in Christ, if any comfort of love, if any fellowship of the Spirit, if any bowels and mercy, Fulfill ye my joy, that ye be like-minded. If there's anything to this, he said, Fulfill my joy, and be like-minded, having the same love, being of one accord and of one mind. What we're saying in our churches today, there's nothing to it. The bottom line, there's nothing to it. We probably got lost somebody here today. Probably got somebody that maybe thinks they've been saved and they ain't never been saved. It's the easiest thing in the world for the preacher to tell you you're saved and you go back to your seat and he ain't got no idea. He ain't got no idea. I don't know who's saved and who ain't. Let nothing be done through strife or vainglory. There's more envy and backbiting, strife and vainglory in our churches today than there's ever been. There's, there's a takeover power. The oppressors the hand of the oppressor has power to shut us down. We're going to have to have the power of God. Let nothing be done through strife or vainglory, but in lowliness of mind let each esteem other better than themselves. Honey, if you're on top of the pole, it's hard for you to esteem anybody better than you are. Amen. And he said, look not every man on his own thing, but every man also on the things of others. What I've preached to us today I probably lied. Let me go back to that fourth verse. 
who comforteth us in all our tribulation, that we may be able to comfort them which are in any trouble by the comfort wherewith we ourselves are comforted of God. And he said, Look not every man on his own way, on things, but every man also on the things of others. So, neighbor, that's our duty. You say, well, I'm not a pastor. I'm not a teacher. I'm not a song leader. I don't really have a job in the church. Neighbor, your job with the comfort of God is to comfort somebody in trouble, to comfort somebody that's in need. And I've never seen our, our Christian generation in need like they're in need today. I've never seen them as brokenhearted and Discouraged. I've never seen our pastors as discouraged. As discouraged. This old pastor needs your prayers. Besides the time and all that's going on, I ain't sorry for me. But I've got old. That's about all I could do. I've got old. Yeah. And it hurts. It wears out. But Paul said, and I won't quote this exactly, and I'd have to go hunt it, but I've read it this week. But Paul said, I believe that's in 1st chapter of Corinthians. He said, if I come to you in sorrow, and he said, I've, ma I've made up my mind, I'm not going to come to you in sorrow, because if I come to you in sorrow, then I'll make you sorrow, and, and you are the ones that I've made sorrow that could have come back and helped me. That's what that fourth verse is saying. Comfort them with the comfort that God gave you. Maybe there's somebody out there you may not have a whole crowd, and you may not get no pats on the back for it, but there's somebody out there that you might just give your little testimony to. How great God is. Press in just a little bit. How great God is. And pray for me. These I aggravate and make mad. Pray for me that I'll be able to handle their throwbacks. <laughs> Amen. Their throwbacks. We're winners. Jesus died. He said, forgive them because they don't know what to do. I believe from the depths of my heart he's seen Bill Sperling 2,000 years down the road hanging around a commode that needed a Savior. Stand to your feet. My Lord, I could pray. It's been good for me. Amen. Hey, I got into this comfort where y'all can comfort me and I can comfort you. We can work together. We can work together.